This is Publisher's Lunch for Wednesday, August 30th. Among the 42 new deals for the day is National Book Award finalist and New Yorker staff writer Peter Hessler's Other Rivers, A Chinese Education, going to Penguin Press in a major deal. In today's news, Bertelsmann reported results for the first six months of the year on Wednesday morning, with Penguin Random House recording sales of 2.098 billion euros, up 9.5% versus 1.916 billion a year ago, due to a mix of acquisitions, international growth, and the strength of Prince Harry's memoir, Spare. But operating EBITDA remained flat, even with the sales increase, at a relatively modest 258 million euro compared to 257 a year ago and a record 324 million in 2021. Interim CEO Nihar Malavia wrote to staff that the flat earnings should come as no surprise as industry inflationary cost pressures and increased costs across our businesses have continued to impact us. We will have already taken several steps to offset these pressures in some of our markets around the world and will continue to carefully navigate these industry and structural dynamics. The parent company said in its report, the publishing group is maintaining its ongoing focus on expanding its publishing programs, organic and acquisition-driven growth, and investments in data technology and supply chains. Malavia reorganized the publishing structures in the United States and initiated efficiency measures to position the group for more growth. The single biggest change to PRH's sales is the incorporation of fast-growing sourcebook sales. Since PRH increased their stake in sourcebooks to a majority 53% share in January, They now include all of Sourcebook's sales in their own results. For the first six months of the year, that added 70 million euro in sales to PRH, or roughly $76 million, and 7 million euro in profit. The acquisition of Callisto Media in early May added just 2 million euro to revenue in the reporting period though if it had been consolidated as of January 1st, 2023, Callisto would have contributed 13 million euro to sales and a loss of 27 million. PRH said 57 million euro in cash for Callisto, paid 57 million euro in cash for Callisto with an additional earnout of 6 million or about $68 million overall. Additionally, a loan of 7 million euro was repaid in the course of the transaction. For Sourcebooks, PRH has put options to acquire the remaining 47% of the company, recognized for an amount of 71 million euro against equity for the present value of the redemption amount. During the reporting period, PRH also acquired 
Roca Editorial in Barcelona, and the audio device maker Playway Products. Sales from the U.S. comprised 1.233 billion euro compared to 1.135 billion a year ago, though the change primarily reflects acquisitions with a little help from the stronger U.S. dollar. In dollar terms, U.S. sales were about 1.333 billion in the first half of 2023, up 92 billion from 1.241 billion a year ago. Sales from Sourcebooks and Callisto comprise up to 79 million dollars, however, and foreign exchange added on the order of 15 million. So comparable sales in the U.S. were flat. The biggest sales gain came from what the company reports as other countries, which is where they put their Spanish and Portuguese language divisions. Sales were 348 million euro this year versus 296 a year ago. Boosted by a string in acquisitions, the reporting section was 273 million euro in the first part of 2021 and 212 million in 2020. In other territories, including the U- publishing in the UK, was up 25 million euro this year, and in Germany, sales were up 8 million euro. Under special items, the company recorded costs of 10 million euro for the structural reorganization of Penguin Random House's U.S. business and costs or savings from the voluntary separation offering will now show up, will not show up until the next report. A different kind of special item, the Duke of Sussex memoirs sold 5 million copies through PRH publishers and about another 1 million copies from other translation licensees. Broadly, the company says, the markets for printed books declined moderately in the United States, grew slightly in the UK, and grew moderately in Germany and in the Spanish-speaking region. The market for e-books was stable in the US and grew strongly in the UK. The digital audiobook market grew strongly in both the U.S. and the U.K. Meanwhile, though their struggling printing division, both the German offset market and the North American book printing market showed a significant decline. In other news, Quarto announced results for the first half of the fiscal year ended June 30th with sales of $52 million dollars down 16% from 61.9 million in the same period in 2022. The sales decline was in part due to the company closing their distribution service and selling their Smart Lab toy imprint. Adjusted operating profit was 3.1 million compared to 6.1 million last year. The company also noted that the book market overall has been more challenging in 2023 than 2022, though they expect it to pick up in the rest of the year as inflation is past its peak. 
CEO Allison Goff said in a release, following the economic challenges faced toward the end of 2022 and into 2023, this is a steady set of results following on from the growth in 2022. Whilst revenue and profits were down year on year, the results achieved are in line with our expectations for the seasonally weaker first half of the year. Softness across all areas of the business contributed to the results as consumer demand reduced and our business-to-business sales slowed as customers managed their inventory. U.S. sales fell 3% to $26.5 million, with trade sales down 7%. Custom sales fell 44% due to the timing of orders, Goff said, and they expect to make up those numbers in the second half of the year. U.S. adjusted operating profit was $1.3 million, down from $4.1 million. We are now focused on the second half of the year, which will be a significant period for Quarto, as we expect the trading environment to continue to be challenging, Goff said. However, I'm confident with inflation past its recent peak and supply chain issues now easing, we have the right plans in place to capture all potential opportunities. We are confident that these plans will enable us to navigate through these uncertain times. In other news, yesterday the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia ruled in favor of small Virginia publisher Valencourt Books, finding that publishers should not be required to send physical copies of their copyrighted books to the Library of Congress. The process of a mandatory deposit of books to the LOC, Section 407 of the Copyright Act, without compensation from the government was unconstitutional, the court said, reversing a lower court decision. Previously, the LOC claimed that the providing the books to the Library of Congress was related to copyright protection and refusal to do so would result in fines, but that, as an alternative to sending copies, publishers could abandon their copyright. Valencourt argued that providing the books would be costly for the publisher. The appeals court reaffirmed that under current U.S. law and international convention, copyright accrues automatically upon creation of an original work in a tangible medium, and creators need not take further action, such as publication or registration, to gain the protection. They agreed with Valencourt's assertion that the LOC's deposit requirement constituted an unconstitutional taking of Valencourt's property. Maria Palante, president and CEO of the AAP, which filed an amicus brief, said in a statement, We are pleased with the court's clear and concise decision, which unpacks a troubling legacy practice in the Library of Congress that has been unconstitutional since Congress enacted the 1976 Copyright Act, which among other things provides that copyright protection must be automatic, free of burdensome formalities, and in step with global standards. Nor is there any other exchange that offsets the taking of property here. 
Rather, as the court said, there's not a single incremental benefit that copyright owners receive for depositing works pursuant to Section 407. While an important victory, particularly for publishers who focus on print-on-demand works, the applicability may be limited for most traditional publishers. Valencourt places copyright notices on all their books, but because much of their catalog is public domain works accompanied by small protected supplements, they do not actually register their copyrights with the Library of Congress. Most traditional publishers do register their copyrights, however, and they're under the separate Section 408 of the Copyright Act, the deposit requirement stands since authors receive additional benefits if they deposit their works along with an application and filing fee. You need to have filed a copyright registration application in order to bring in an infringement suit. The appeals court ruling did not address the idea of whether mandatory deposit rules can be satisfied by transmission of digital copies, since Valencourt did not retain electronic copies for some of their titles, though that issue remains of relevance and interest for many publishers. Palanti told AAP members the organization will continue to engage with the Copyright Office on that subject. In People News at Sourcebooks, Zuha Mohammed has joined as accounting associate. Zoya Baskovic has joined as digital marketing associate. Charlie McGrorty has joined as graphics designer. Gabby Calabrese has been promoted to assistant editor, kids and YA. And Angela Navarra has been promoted to senior art director. At Literary Arts, Amanda Bullock has been promoted to the newly created role of Senior Artistic Director. At Martin Literary and Media Management, Mara Cobb has joined as Junior Agent, accepting queries as of September 5th. She is looking for adult nonfiction and women's driven fiction. In other news, the Kirkus Prize announced finalists across three categories with winners to be named on October 11th. The entire list can be found on our site. And finally, in distribution news, Simon & Schuster will sell and distribute Rockpool Publishing in the U.S. starting March 1st, 2024. And that's the news for today.